and welcome to that damn wall. My name's Anna. If you're new to this podcast, I talk about breakthrough and today I'm going to talk about grief and it's something that I'm going to share a little bit of my journey about but also just wondering how you guys are doing because we are in lockdown. If you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast and it's post lockdown, you might be experiencing some kind of grief too and that's what I want to just talk about and be really real and honest about. And when I said I'd start this podcast a few months ago, I just wanted to call it like call it for what it is. Like I think a lot of the time we can want to present ourselves to be this perfect person. Uh, but I just I love authenticity. And so I never want to come across as someone that thinks she's got it all together. So, um, yeah, we're all on a journey together and I'm going to share a little bit of mine with you today. And I hope it encourages you. And my parents have this phrase and I grew up hearing it and it would always come after they'd been laughing and they'd laugh and they'd go, good grief at the end. And I'd be like, what is that phrase? Like, I still don't even know what it means. Um, but I was thinking today, that's actually a really interesting phrase because I wonder what the nature of God is when we look at grief. And I was thinking about it earlier because it's been a hard time for me that like, I found quarantine traumatic. <laughs> um, I'm laughing, but I really have like asked the people I live with. It's, I found it really difficult and, um, and I've just been thinking about how how are we doing with it? Are we feeling grief? Um, and how can we find the goodness of God in the midst of grief, in the midst of disappointment? Like I'm sure a lot of you guys have had to cancel birthday plans or holiday plans. I know people that have had to cancel weddings or like skiing trips, whatever. Maybe you're in that boat and um, and you're feeling just gutted. You're feeling hope deferred. Or maybe you're feeling an overwhelming sense of anxiety, insecurities coming to the surface, whatever it is. So it's raining outside and um, it's one of those dull days. And I thought today's the day to talk about grief. Um, and that Jesus says that in, in death, there's now no sting. And you might feel like it, it might be a time of, you know, quite literal death. It might be maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe there's been a broken relationship or a change of plan or like I said something that you've been planning for completely changing maybe it's a wedding a birthday a trip somewhere or whatever or maybe you're just really missing family and friends I know I am um and that's where your grief is at where's the goodness of God in that because if death has no sting then that's what we want to look at where's where's the joy in it and Psalm 34 verse 18 says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And in Hebrew, that word broken means broken in pieces. It's not just if there's a little crack. If you feel that you're broken in pieces, then the Lord is near. And then that crushed in spirit, that spirit translates to the word um, wind, breath. If you feel like you've had the wind knocked out of you, you feel like you're breathless. If you feel like anxiety is getting quite near, the Lord is nearer. So that's what we're going to talk about, that the God is near, he's approaching. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure in quarantine. I'm just going to be real about it. I feel like there's a lot of pressure in quarantine to have your desk vibe good, to have your quarantine wardrobe sword, to bake sourdough bread, to learn a new language and learn a new TikTok dance. All of those things I have tried and all of those things apart from sourdough bread, um, but I've had it made for me. And all of those things, I'm like, I actually just need to pause for a minute because I'm feeling a lot of grief. Like the other day, um, I was on the sofa with the girls that I'm living with and I was sobbing and I was like, I just feel like I'm grieving a time in life that I'm not doing anything. I'm really struggling that I'm not seeing people. Um, And it feels like we're having to just power through, just get on with it, quite the British way of just, just deal with it and carry on. But actually... 
there's something to be said for just sitting in how you feel. And um, I mentioned on my Insta the other day about how there's this interaction that fascinates me in the book of John. And Jesus had just died. And then Mary was at the tomb. Come on, ladies, representing at the tomb first. And Mary's at the tomb and she was sobbing. And um, she was so upset. And the Bible says that she turns around and there's this man stood there that she didn't recognize. And he says to her, why are you crying? And she goes on to explain. And then he pauses and he interrupts her and he says, Mary, he says her name. And what I find fascinating about this is that Jesus already knew why she was crying, but he he wants to hear it from her perspective. And he already knows what you're going through. God isn't saying you need to have a stiff, stiff upper lip right now. You need to have it all together. You need to look like you've got your Instagram completely sorted. He's like, tell me how it's going. Are you upset? Tell me why you're upset. And what's amazing about this is that in this interaction with Jesus and Mary, she didn't even recognize him. And he was the solution to her problem. She she was crying because she didn't know where Jesus was. And he didn't say, I've got all the answers. Don't worry about it. Stop crying. Let me tell you. God is saying there's an invitation for you to just talk to him and have community with him to explain how you're feeling from your perspective. That's the nature of God in the midst of something difficult in the midst of grief, in the midst of anxiety or feeling like you've had the wind knocked out of you, if you feel crushed in spirit, broken in pieces, Jesus isn't saying, can you have it all together, please? He's saying, tell me how you feel. Tell me from your perspective. I've got the answer and I am the answer, but I just want to know how you're doing first. And then he interrupts her. He he says, Mary, he calls her identity out. Name meanings mean something back in the day. And the name Mary um, meant um, wanted child. So he calls her identity out from a place of her pain and whatever you're going through, I'd encourage you to just sit with Jesus and he'll call your name. He'll call you who you are. You might be feeling triggered the other day. I was feeling so triggered. Like most of my life, I'll be honest with you, most of my life I've struggled with um, a real fear, like a real anxiety of being forgotten and rejected. Like abandonment issues for me growing up was huge. (laughs) Um, due to different events that have happened in my life. And um, so being forgotten or being abandoned is a massive thing. And it's mental, like I've had solid parents my whole life. And I was saying to my friends, if, you know, if I've been through real trauma as a kid, I'd get it, but I I hadn't. It's just this like fear that I've just had my whole life. And, um, and so for me, being basically in a room in quarantine is really triggering for me because it's not like I can go into the middle of London and see loads of people. I'm pretty much in the same room every day. And so for me, quarantine's actually been quite triggering for me. And so, you know, it's easy to play the comparison game and go on Instagram or go and look at what your friends are doing. But instead I just sat on my bed and I wept and I sobbed and I just felt the Holy Spirit come near to me and draw me near. And it wasn't an instant fix. Like I'm still, to be honest, pretty like feeling it, but actually we don't have to be perfect straight away that there's an invitation where Jesus is there and he'll come near the Bible saying that he draws near to the broken heart so if you're feeling good literally if you're feeling like the wind has been knocked out of you God the Holy Spirit wants to draw near to you and come near and you can you can tell him from your perspective how you're doing it's okay to feel your feelings Jesus isn't demanding you to be perfect he's just saying let me know how you're doing he's saying wished for child that's your identity like Mary he reminded her of who she is and he'll remind you of who you are. The other day I was like, what's the point? I feel like I'm not getting on with my life. You know, feeling the pressure of, I'm not even old, but feeling the pressure of a 1031 this year. And I'm like, 
we're already nearly halfway through the year and now I'm trapped and I can't get out and there's stuff I want to do. I felt like God say, Anna, do you think that quarantine's bigger than my plan for your life? Because it's not. And God is the way maker. And whatever you're going through right now, whether it's hope deferred, sickness, feeling low anxiety, lost, whatever, just pause for a moment and know that Jesus has a plan. He's not going to forget about you. He's with you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And I was looking into that the other day, been like, what? Because Bill Johnson, I listened to, I don't know if you listened to any of his stuff, but his Easter message, he said, why would God, why would Jesus pay the price for your past and then not care about your future? And I listened to that and I felt so convicted. I've actually listened to it a few times because I needed to get it into my head. It's like, yeah, the whole point of the cross, the whole point of relationship with Jesus is um, having relationship with God and the fact that Jesus has dealt with our past. So why would he not have our future sorted? So Yes, in quarantine, it's difficult. Trust me, I I so get it. But God hasn't forgotten about your future. Quarantine, COVID-19 doesn't have the final say over your health, over your relationship status, over your job, whatever that is for you. Jesus has the final say because he crafted you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And I looked into that and like, what does fearfully even mean? Like that phrase, that Bible verse gets banded around so much. You're fearfully and wonderfully made, but what does it mean? Being fearfully made, that word fearful is the word awe. So when God created you, he made you and he looks at you with awe and he's like, this is my creation. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And um, I've got the word agape tattooed on my arm. I don't know if you can see it if you're watching, but if you're listening on um on Spotify, I have it on my, my left forearm, agape. And the word agape is God's love for us, but it's also the word agape. And the agape is when your mouth is open wide, when you're lost in wonder at something. And I have it because I'm like, that's the bigness of God. Like I can so reduce God and be like, oh my gosh, in the middle of quarantine, or if you're listening to this or watching this and you're not in quarantine anymore, if you're just going through a hard time, it's easy to be like, well, where's the plan for my life? What's going on with my life? I all this stuff, my hopes deferred, I feel fed up and I'm grieving it. I got it because actually God's so much bigger than all of that stuff and we can have our mouths agape, wide open in wonder at the bigness of God's love for us and if God loved us so much that Jesus died for us, of course he's got our future sorted so you can be encouraged. God's got the right job for you, he's got the right house for you, he's got the right relationship for you. Just lean in, Tell him why you're crying. Tell him what's going on in your heart. Have a relationship with him. Sit in that place with him. He's not asking you to be anything other than who you are right now. He can make a way. You might feel trapped, forgotten about, worried, anxious. You might be grieving. You might feel frustrated. You might be on furlough. You might be like, all my friends are actually working really hard. I don't know what I'm doing. Where's my identity at? Jesus will call your identity out and he'll say who you are because he has the final say over that too. Isaiah 43 verse 1 says, But now, this is who the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you, I have summoned you by name, you are mine. I read this this morning. I was like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Um, Do you ever read the Bible and you're like, I don't get it, but it sounds cool. And I read that and I was like, okay, God, where's your nature in all of this? Who are you in this? I, I don't understand. And there's two things that I found from this and that it's two names. There's Jacob and there's Israel. And he says, um, you see, yeah, so Jacob was the trickster. He was the thief, the deceiver. And then Israel um, was the new name that God gave Jacob. 
so he was called Jacob, God named him Israel and from Israel was the chosen people, the, the promise and the purpose for humanity. So it's like God saying, yeah, I created you. Yeah, you got some stuff wrong. Maybe you've deceived someone. Maybe you've done something wrong in your past. But then he forms Israel. So he created Jacob, but he formed Israel. He created you and maybe you've done some stuff in life you're not proud of, but he can form you and he can develop you and create purpose out of your pain. He can use your past and he acknowledges your past and he can associate himself. He's not afraid of your past, but he can redeem you and he can give you purpose for your future. He knows that we've all got a side to us like Jacob, but he knows that our identity in him is the Israel, that there's a promise and there's a purpose in whatever pain you've gone through or whatever you're going through, God can redeem it and bring you purpose. That's the nature of God. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I've summoned you by name. You are mine. And that word redeemer is redeemer kinsman. And a kinsman is someone that's related to you by blood. And a redeemer is someone that's paid in exchange for something. So Jesus paid the price in exchange that you'd be now in the family, that you're now a blood relative of Jesus. He's your redeemer kinsman. He's paid for it. So Jesus paid the price and he's never going to let you go. That redeemer is now you're in possession of God. He's, he's in possession of you. And think about a possession. It's something that you hold dearly. That's a costly thing. Jesus isn't going to let you go. Whatever you're going through right now, maybe you've got a broken heart. Maybe you're grieving someone. Maybe you're grieving your job or your living situation. Maybe you're just grieving plans that have changed and you feel so disappointed. I know I am. But he's your redeemer kinsman. Jesus has paid the price for you and he's not going to forget about your future. You might be grieving and that's okay, but there's hope. There's goodness in the grief. He formed Israel. He crafted and redeemed Jacob and brought purpose from it. Whatever you're going through, Jesus can bring purpose into your pain. He says in this verse, he's summoned you by name. He's called you by name. He speaks identity over you. That's the nature of God. That's the goodness in our grief, that there's something going on right now that he'll use and he'll restore, he'll redeem and he'll form purpose from it because that's what he does. It's in his nature and he's consistent to his nature and there's a plan for you and you're so not forgotten. I'm not forgotten. The plan over my life, the plan over your life hasn't been forgotten. I remember I went to Sardinia um, quite a few years ago and I went with someone and it might not surprise you that I'm the kind of girl that on holiday I want to sunbathe. If I'm in 35 degree heat, am I going to get a good tan? Um, but I was with someone that loved to go on a hike. So I was like, okay, we've basically sunbathed for 10 days. So I will give you a day. And on that day, um, he wanted to go on a hike. So he we went on this hike and I honestly legit thought I was going to die. <laughs> like, it was so hot and um, we're going around this mountain and I'm like, oh, the views are nice, whatever, the conversation's good. But I thought I was going to die. And I got to the top of the mountain. I'd worn in my walking boots by this point. I'd learned so much about what a hike actually is in that weather. <laughs> got to the top of this mountain and this park ranger guy, he's like, so how long did it take for you to get to the top? I was like, took three and a half hours, like super proud of myself, but also panting, thinking I've got to get down that freaking mountain as well. And he laughed and I was like, why are you laughing? How long did it take you? And he goes like, it took me 45 minutes. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe it took me three and a half hours. But he said, oh no, you went the way around that's like the scenic view. And I just went straight up. And he's like, trust me, there's nothing to see. And it's really difficult. Um, and today I was processing grief and processing this time because it feels pretty monotonous right now, right? Like 
grief can feel monotonous. It can feel like, am I still feeling what I'm feeling? Am I still feeling sad? Am I still feeling anxiety or like my hope is deferred? And it can feel like you're going around this mountain and you're just going around and around and it's taking forever. But actually, if you go the quick way, if you take the shortcut, you're not going to have the views, you're not going to have the experience and it's going to be really difficult. And God cares more about the des- God cares more about the journey than the destination. He cares more about you just encountering the view, giving you a higher perspective than what you're going through right now. He cares more about you um, having experience and learning. He cares more about the conversation and the intimacy with him along the way. What can you learn from what you're going through right now? It might feel monotonous, but there's a way, there's a beautiful journey that he has for you in this time and it might feel painful, but you'll get to the destination. It's not about getting there in 45 minutes. Maybe it'll take a few weeks. Maybe it'll take three and a half hours. Whatever it's going to take, he's with you in it. And he wants to have communion and relationship with you in it. The stakes might be high. It might feel like 35 degree heat, walking and walking and walking, but he just wants to journey with you. What does your journey look like at the moment? Is it difficult? I'll be honest, mine is. doesn't feel enjoyable at all, but in quarantine, but actually he's got a journey with you and he just wants to walk with you through it. My journey around that mountain may, may have taken a lot longer, but actually looking back on it, like the views were incredible. The conversation I had was incredible. And I'll never forget it. And what you're going through might be hard. I know that what I'm going through, God is forming stuff in me. But that's because he created Jacob, but he formed Israel. And he, he created you, but what can he form in you? What he can what he can he handcraft and solidify in you in this moment that gives you a story to tell? 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 24, it says, The one who calls you by name is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. He calls you by name the way that he called Israel by name, the way that he called Mary by name. And that story I mentioned at the start, he calls you by name. He knows your identity. Your identity might feel questionable at the moment. Maybe you find identity in your work and maybe you've been furloughed. Maybe you find identity in a relationship and it's been broken up. Maybe you find identity in your living situation, but now you're getting pretty bored of it. Whatever that is, find identity in Jesus. Listen to what he says over you in this time if it feels like hope deferred because he's trustworthy you're not lost time hasn't been wasted I have felt like time has been so wasted in the last six weeks there's so much I could have done there's so much so many like people I want to see but actually time's not wasted what what can we do in this time and maybe that very thing is to rest rest in the identity that Jesus has over you COVID-19 can't stop the plan for your life your shame can't stop the plan for your life the way that um, the way that God called Jacob and then he named Israel, the way that he called Mary and then he gave it identity. God calls you something and he calls you into relationship with himself because he called Jacob and then he formed Israel. So you might feel like you're calling, you're being called into something right now, but he's going to form you into something so much better. Don't sit in your shame story of like, well, if God's so good, then Um, what about all this bad stuff I've done don't pull that out again just leave it where it is and just know that you're so loved that he has a plan for you that in a time that feels very difficult he calls you and he forms you and he's got a plan for you and so he's going to be trustworthy in it you're not forgotten you're not alone and if you're in your grief right now I'm with you in it I support you in it and Jesus is with you he has a plan for you he's near to the brokenhearted he's near to those who are crushed in spirit Um, 